Welcome to Spotlight Conversations with voice talent and DJ Donna Reed. Donna talks music and media from her sunny linoleum-free studio. Come on in. Thank you, Joe Szymanski, for the wonderful introduction. Mark Sparrow for the most excellent music. How are you? How's your summer? Thank you, by the way, for all the new downloads and the new comments on my podcast, Spotlight Conversations, over a year old. There are so many really cool guests coming up at the end of the summer, right through 2021. Voiced over talent, radio show hosts, writers. I could go on, and I will, but right now we're going to talk about today's show. I have a soft spot for music from the Raleigh-Durham area. So I worked in radio there for a short amount of time. Still, was introduced to some great artists. There's just an amazing amount of music that's so very good coming from the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area, all of North Carolina. So in the studio today, I know you've heard of the sponge tones. I've got Jamie Hoover in the booth on the podcast. Welcome. What's going on? I'm doing good. It's, you know, good to come into Charlotte and hang out with my boys. And, you know, they're the only... They're the people that I feel most comfortable with in life, you know, so it's good to be around them. It lets me know where my DNA came from, kind of, you know. Now, a, all of you, you've been together a long time. For like 41 years. And how did how did the Sponge Tones get together? I mean, what what happened to bring them all in one place and jam and say, hey, this, this has got to be a group? Um, Pat and Steve got together first, I believe, and started playing a little bit in their bedroom, you know, Uh and, um, and then asked Rob Thorne to come along. And then there was another, a couple of other guitar players, just very short stints, a guy named Jake Berger and another guy, Keith Brooks, um, that were in it actually before me. And I went to see him a a time or, you know, one or two times before. And I just thought, I want to get in this band if at all possible, (laughs) you know? Right. And uh, and eventually Keith Brooks didn't want couldn't do it anymore didn't want to do it anymore they asked me at the Double Door in Charlotte right and, you know that was the beginning of my adult life <laughs> the the British invasion is a big part of the Sponge Tones history absolutely when we first started we just everybody just wanted to play songs from that era out loud you know mm-hmm. just to hear it you know it was before retro radio and all that sort of stuff started happening. Nobody was playing Herman's Hermits or Dave Clark or any of that stuff. So I just wanted to hear all that stuff live. And it became a, you know, when I was in the band, it just became a challenge to, well, let's see if we can learn. I am the walrus. You can learn the strawberry fields, the the difficult ones the Beatles never played. So that was it. Have you ever traveled over there? I have. And they have in different times. We've never been as a band together like that and we only had our first uh, release out there like last year um and it was just a compilation record uh-huh. uh, never actually had records there we've had records in sweden scandinavia Ooh. japan you know we we're on japan we were on sony japan for years and you at one point opened for the kinks is that we right did. we <sighs> opened for the kinks in charlotte uh, at the old coliseum I actually got to meet uh, Ray, you know, but it was just kind of a Love it. Uh, thing, you know. What's he like? I mean, you know, what can you learn from somebody with high, you know? I know, uh, right? Uh, uh, he, he was just that guy and uh, 
I, get, I think it was him and the bass player, which was the guy who played in Argent. Argent. Mm -hmm. But it was cool. It was real cool. And then we opened for the Hollies, too, in Charlotte. So, and we got to meet them. We got a good picture of us with them. And Graham Nash was really nice. And he watched our sound check and he'd read about us in Rolling Stone. And, you know, it's like, wow, you know, that that's a validation. that Isn't it? Now, you have a big show, a big event coming up very soon on the 14th of August. Yeah, we we had it scheduled for last year, which was our actual 40th anniversary. Yeah, but, but. Four together. But then along came COVID. Yeah. That was that. Um, it sold out and everything, you know, and then they refunded everybody's tickets. I know, isn't it just, but anyway, yeah. so you've had an extra year, you know, yeah. a little extra. Did you write more stuff for this event? No, did you, that extra didn't. time, you didn't do anything different. You just waited. Yeah, we're not, we're not really doing any new recording at this point. Um, although we are going to do a, do a, at least a new tune at some point, it won't be done by that, by the time, you know, in a couple of weeks, um, we are going to do another thing. Just uh, uh, our drummer Chris Garges, who's been with us, I don't know, maybe seven years, something like that now, wow. seven or eight years. Um, we want a recording with him on it. <laughs> so you were very influenced with the British invasion, and that mm -hmm. profoundly affected your music. Today, newer artists, how are they being influenced? What do, What do you think is the sound that seems to get them inspired to write new music you know, there's always a band who comes along after the beatles that continues it you know mm -hmm. like bad finger and was utopia right, utopia right. actually was doing their first record the same time we were doing ours so were they we fit right into wow. that wow just oh i'm taking me back okay and then, and then <laughs> later on it was clatu again Clatu yeah. was in the 70s i'm still friends with the drummer for clatu and actually do work on some of his stuff all right um gary draper yeah, um, which is really cool. But uh, XTC is is the biggest influence, at least on me and Steve, yeah. uh, of, of of any you know more current band. And again, they're not they're not playing right now, um, but that stuff is huge for us. There was all kinds of bands, you know, uh, Swag, Jellyfish, um, you know, again XTC. I've said um, anything Todd does is always. Yeah. like that but you know there'll always be a continuation i guess is my point of that type of thing where someone uses it as an influence but brings their own thing to it xtc in particular just just such a great thing because you have to you don't want to just do karaoke or, yeah. or repeat it when we first did our first record beat music we just wanted we approached it from what if a what if there were a band back then that you know just was writing their own things at that time so we just wanted to do something that would fit, that would have fit into the radio at, at that point and not stealing things, but just new songs, you know, and quality songs. And that was, that was our goal. So you don't, you don't think there's any particular kind of music right now that's, that's influencing, is, is there a vibe or a certain sound that artists are picking up on that they, there's just so much, do you it's feel like there's what, just so yeah. many? Which it's where they ought to, ought to call it unpop, but power pop in particular. <laughs> the thing called power pop. It's weird because it's hugely popular amongst musicians. It always will be, and then there are people in the the public that just sort of dismiss it as being, oh, that's exactly like what the Beatles did in 1964. Yeah. It's not yeah. true. No. Um, so, but I guess the power pop thing. I, you know, I got to admit, I'm I'm pretty disconnected from the rest of the world. 
I work with people all the time. I'm always busy doing music. Music's my life, but I don't spend a lot of time searching for stuff. Yeah, right. Or devouring. There's no, you know, there's no things I, you know, there's no like radio sh- that I really devour or yeah. anything right now. Now there are guys doing good stuff in in the power pop world, uh, radio stuff in particular. There, you know, it's out. There. It's out. Yeah, it's it's definitely but, out there. I, I stopped looking for influences a long time ago, I guess, and just said, I'm going to do what I do. And, you know, that's why we love the sponge. Ignorance, ignorance is bliss. It is. Yeah. Now, now COVID is over. Uh, we mm-hmm. had Bill Lloyd in. I mm-hmm. had Bill Lloyd in here um, last year and mm-hmm. who's part of the long players. And you did gig. He while he was there? Did he break it? No, I love talking to him. Of course, you oh. know, I'm, I'm a big fan. Bill and brotherhood, yeah. just just awesome. And um, Steve Boyle, who we both know. Um, yeah. So you guys are now getting back to doing work with the long players. I say you guys. Is there anybody else in the Sponge Tones besides yourself that's going out to Nashville? And Steve, Steve, yeah. and I, mm-hmm. Steve and I did Jamie and Steve records together after <laughs> you know, like Chad and Jeremy. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Jamie and Steve records. Um, so we would go and do whatever Beatle record they were doing and it was always a lot of fun so um and i haven't done one again covid came along um it's been a couple years since i did one usually we'll go together because it's a fun road trip oh i mean when you're in a room like that and i think i asked bill the same question everybody sort of together works on making it sound good there's not like just one person doing it you know it's it's tell me about i mean there's a certain atmosphere with the long players when they get together. Yeah. Those guys are just all also individually good, you know, th- that everybody says, I want my part of this work to be fabulous. So they do their homework, you know, I and mean, that drummer, it's just fabulous. He sits back there and, and he has charts and stuff and reads those, but he's he got yeah, a yeah. good feel on his own and he totally knocks it out, you know. And, and just for someone <clears throat> just tuning in long players, I mean, how would you, summarize what they what the long players are all about their mission was their mission statement is kind of you know l long players that stands for lp Mm -hmm. Uh, so they take a classic lp you know that was that particular length and duplicate it or you you know sometimes someone will put their own stamp on it but typically they're you know they're trying to do that record uh you know in order like the record Uh uh-huh same like sponge tones just to hear it out loud hear it done correctly and then they'll do you know for their encores or the second sets they'll do other covers by the beatles you know or, or whoever they're doing i did an rem one with them as well um it's a whole lot of fun so did rem ever see your gig and go oh pretty all right i like that version i have no idea i don't know whether they saw that gig or not it was really good um dixon don dixon was there as a matter uh-huh. of fact i played with don uh on his songs you know in that particular show and, and it was great rem was in the studio when we were recording torn apart which was our yes. second record our ep mm-hmm. and they were over in the in the a room and we were in, in studio c doing that stuff and we needed a big hand clap on a song called shock therapy and asked them to come over and assist us with hand clap so there are there is documentation of that 
there's a picture of it and of course Stike ducked the picture ducked out of the picture you know so he's not there you know oh he was there michael get Um, on it what is wrong okay all right um, that's a separate podcast (laughs) they were so lo-fi i mean at that point in time they just like oh we don't you know we're not going to do anything the record company recommends you know oh yeah i know it's a whole different record company would have been recommending that but i mean they were real real low-key i know what you mean talking to jamie hoover in charlotte um just heading it up at the sponge tones that's his group what's the name of your studio my studio is called hooverama um yeah and i think that was uh Marty, I toured with Marty Jones. Yeah, right. And she used to call call me up and go, Hooverama, Beater, Hooverama. Oh, she's yeah. great. I said, well, that's my studio name. And so you've had it all this time, because that was a my while ago. Used to, originally, it was the washeteria, because it was a 12 by 12 room with a washer and dryer in it. To keep you the know. beat? Was there a beat going through the spin cycles or anything? Or? Yeah, we never really used the, the, the dryer for that. We should have. That was, that's the kind of stuff I like, actually, using natural things to, to make a beat. You know, like. When you were growing up, in, did you grow up in Charlotte? I did. You're Nate. Okay. Well, I was born in Charlotte. I'm living in Southport, North Carolina now, right. which is about, it's on the coast, about four hours away from here. When you were growing up, I'm sure you were a big radio fan at that time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you were influenced with the British invasion. Yeah. Where else can you hear, you know, uh, Eleanor Rigby right next to the Statler brothers? Nowhere else. Oh, (laughs) yes. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Did you, did you think you were going to be a musician? Was that like the first time you heard the Beatles? Your Oh, yeah. However, okay. No, first time I heard and saw any of that, I said, this is, this is my mission in life. This is what's going to happen with me. (laughs) Did you start writing first and then get into making music or I mean I was a little kid you know when I first heard of the Beatles but um I've got a guitar at 10 you know the first one of the first things I remember trying to figure out was we can work it out on my guitar now when I saw the Beatles I said god look at these guys they're from Mars like the guys they look like girls they have long hair they have high-heeled shoes Whatever this is, this I'll have. I'll have what they're having, please. Oh, that's awesome! Fast forward now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, we've got a 40th anniversary show coming up. Yep. So Actually the 41st. Because oh, 41st, right? But, okay. 41st. But we're still calling it the 40th for whatever reason. You know? That we sounds have good. T-shirts printed up and all this. Then doing a year later, you know. But that's right. You have all this time to prep for it. So, tell me where it is, where we can get tickets, and tell us a little bit about what. We'll expect. I mean, you're going to go back in time with the sponge tones and who's going to be there with you and yeah. all the good stuff. It's the uh, the McGlowan Theater. Okay. Spirit Square in Charlotte. It's on the 14th, 8 o'clock. And um, it's just going to be us. There's not going to be the openers or anything. We'll just do two sets and we're going to do a lot of original stuff, you know, mostly original stuff uh, there. And we've got people, people flying in and yeah. You know, people are finally going, I got to see I these know. guys now. Where can people get tickets? Online. It's carolinaticks.org. Just Charlotte? Or are you going to go someplace else with the. No plans to. No plans to. It would, it would have to, you know, someone would have to chunk a bunch of money to make it possible to do something like that. But no plans to do it. The other end stick is we'll, we still play. We yeah. just haven't oh, been yeah. able to play because of, of the. COVID thing, but um, we'll still play because we have to. We have to see each other. We have to play. We have to be around each other. Your musical career, one of the biggest highlights. 
Um, the biggest highlight I can put my fingers on is Sponge Stones going to Japan. That was amazing. It was great. Everything was packed, and, and uh, it was weird. They were all young people. They were yeah. like 30 and under to see us. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when we first started out, there was no internet. I mean, right. You know, there was no Nintendo at that point in time. That's right. You know. That's right. Um, I do remember calling up the Rolling Stone hotline that they had, and they had one of our songs on there, which was pretty cool, you know. And you were written up in Rolling Stone, too. That must you know, have been a... half star review on the first record and a, and a three-star on the second record and a recommended on the third record. Did you, like, just get a phone call about that, or did your agent say, hey, <laughs> Rolling Stone just uh, mentioned us? I think the guys from Repeat Records, which was the first label we were on out of Columbia, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. The guy was Park Peterbother, the writer, and Kurt Loder did the second one. Another big thing was I got to play on The Tonight Show with Graham Parker. That was really cool. Yeah, I would say those three, you know, Japan, Rolling Stone, and Graham Parker. And I've had, I mean, I had a lot of big moments. I toured with Hootie and the Blowfish, you know, which was great. Yes. Um, I toured with Smithereens for about a year and a half. Being the guy that gets to start off Blood and Roses was cool. So what's the future hold? What what, what do you have plans to do? Keep doing more of the same. You know, where I live now, I'm playing in, in a kind of a blues band. Uh, mm. I, it's, it's funny because in Southport, I'm known as a bass player, not a guitar player, really. Uh. I play some guitar. I play a duo with a gal, Christine Martinez, there. Okay. And um, I play guitar there, but mostly I'm playing either bass for the blues band or or upright bass for a bluegrass band. Which do you like better? <sighs> Whichever one I'm doing at the yeah. time. So that's what I try and do is enjoy it. I'm producing a couple of things that I'm real excited about uh, right now. The main one being a girl na- named Elena Rogers, 17 year old. Anything she picks up, she can play. <sighs> Very excited about that. I'm writing with a guy named Catesby Jones who had a hit with Travis Tritt in, back in the 80s called Country Club. Oh, yeah. I'm a member of a country yes, club. Yes, that's right. Anyway, he's a fabulous guy. Big old guy. Plays, he's a great guitar player. Has all these unusual capo settings, and he really writes great. Way on the backside of my third Bob Lind record. So I'm producing uh, my third record for Bob Lind, and I'm a big, you know, Elusive Butterfly is one of my top three ever songs. And I've become friends with him. I played guitar on a documentary for him. And that's another big, big thing with me is just my connection with Bob because he's he's just uh, he's just such a genius. And yes, it's a great uh, song. Oh. SpongeTones.com. Just go there and you'll get all of this amazing info about Jamie and the band. And I mean, personally, it's nice to have you in the studio today because. I remember interviewing you on Future Classics at WRDU, and I think that's where we were introduced because wow. it, it was a new music show yeah. at night. And I thought Sponge Tones. Oh, I love that name. It's just I just <laughs> it just was. And I remember you coming in with the guys, and so it's wonderful to be able to follow up, even though it's yeah. a lot of years later. Nothing yeah. has really changed. You're exactly the way you were, <laughs> as I remember. I mean, just passionate about the music. Um, yeah. And since then, we... It's all I know how to do. I, I, I'm not good at anything else. Um, but I do, I am good at the, I actually teach it, too, at the community college uh, recording and production. And you're uh, around music, though. You're, I mean, this is stuff you love. And just think of the student that goes into that classroom. Most of my students are people 
that are on the backside, you know, mm-hmm. maybe and they're they're just going, I'm going to make that damn record. I See. Make, you know, and I love that drive of a, someone that's in their 60s or 70s going, I'm going to make my first yeah. record. Inspiring. It, yeah. If you can inspire somebody to do that, that's that's our work yeah. is done. You know, right. Jamie Hoover, thank you. Well, thank you so much. You've been listening to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reed. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify podcasts or your favorite platform. Thanks for tuning in. 